right, company? We gonna set this one up for Karen. Y'all ready? Put your hands together. Come on. Ah. Speak about your words. Power of life and death is in your words. Your words create your reality. Come on, y'all. Tell the story. Speak it.
Actually, you can begin from verse 8. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel at, in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out and fight with Amalek tomorrow. I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua, Exodus 17, 10. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed. And when he laid down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and he took a stone, put it under him, and sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side, the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua beat down Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write down this for in a book, and rehearse it uh, in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put on the remembrance of Amalek from under the heaven. And Moses built an altar and called it Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner of victory. The Lord is our standard of victory. Amen. Now, the Bible says that there came a time where Israel was surrounded by a tribe called the Amalekites. The Amalekites were a nation of giants. They were mightier than the Israelites. And in that point, the Moses advised Joshua Choose men to go and fight. There must be people who go and fight. And then we are going to provide spiritual backup. We are going to provide victory in the secret. Amen. Amen. Nothing happens in the physical that does not have its origin in the spiritual. 
There is nothing that happens in the physical that does not come and does not have its origin or its source in the spiritual. And so Moses understands this very clearly. And he says, what we are going to do, we are going to fight in the spiritual so that that fight and that victory will be realized in the physical. And he says this, where, when you go down to fight, I am going up the hill to fight. And the Bible says, as long as Moses' hands were lifted up with the rod of God, then Joshua would win. And so Joshua was not winning because of his strategy. Joshua was not winning because of his sword. Joshua was not winning because of his spear. Joshua was winning because of the name of the Lord. When David kills Goliath, he says, I will kill you today that the world may know, that the nations may know there is a God in Israel. And that the Israelites may know that God has not said by the sword or by the spear. Brethren, the race is not to the swift, the battle is not to the strong, and the bread is not to the wise. But it is God who gives victory. Hallelujah. And I went to get my my visa. I didn't have all of the documents ready because I had been distracted with other things. I did not have my things in order. Even the person who I was saying was my sponsor. I had not rehearsed his name. I did not know what kind of business he does. I just went. I get there in the morning and I find there are people with the files and files of documents, annotated, and they have those little t uh, is it tablets at the end that say this is for this, this is a day to do, this is my grandmother's birthday certificate, and all of those. <laughs> and you look at this and you're thinking, uh, there is no way we are in the same classification with them. And then they go, they come back crying and shouting and screaming. They have not been given visa. Then you're thinking, they could not get a visa. <laughs> Who am I? But it says, the battle is not won by the sword or by the spear, mm -hmm. but by the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, you may be here working in your nursing station. Mm -hmm. You may be here working in your trucking business. Mm -hmm. You may be here doing whatever it is you are doing daily, but that's not where the battle is won. Moses said, the battle is won in the secret. Mm -hmm. So the first level, the first classification of victory is in prayer. In secret prayer. In secret prayer. And that's why we are encouraging you to be a person, a woman, and a man of prayer. Because whatever Brother Evans said, there was no way for him to find out. There is no way to find that the enemy had already infiltrated and he is working on the children. And so in your mind you're thinking, I take them to school, I give them breakfast, I talk to them, I read them the Bible. But there are things that only God can reveal. There are, only, there are things that only God can deal with once we learn to work in the secret. And the Bible says Moses went. And the Bible talks about the book of Luke that Jesus withdrew from the multitude over and over and over again to 
speak with God in the secret. The problem is we get caught up with the business of today. We want to join Joshua because we think that God says by the number of soldiers. And so we think unless we join Joshua, Joshua needs us as soldiers, but Moses knew Joshua can go and still lose. Can be a good parent, a good wife, a good husband, and all of those things, and you still lose. Because God does not save by good ideas. He does not save by reading a marriage book. All those things are good. They are not bad. God does not save by having a marriage seminar. God does not save by having degrees. God does not save because you move from this neighborhood to a good neighborhood. All those things are good, but they are not the end of itself. And uh, Nehemiah, I wanted to see this, the book of Nehemiah. <laughs> After Ezra. After Ezra. <laughs> the crisis in Old Testament. Nehemiah <laughs> <laughs> is after all the chronicles and kings and all of that. To me, the story of a brother was told by my dad to preach. And he stood to preach. And he opened, he opened, he opened, he opened this side, he opened the other side. I couldn't find whatever I was looking for. He gave back the Bible to dad and said, no, you preach. Corinthians <laughs> <laughs> is in a very deadly place. <laughs> uh, all right, the book of Nehemiah. Verse chapter 1, verse 3. And they said to me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are also burned with the fire. And Nehemiah does this. When I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and prayed before the God of heaven. Whenever we hear the bad news, what is the first thing we do? Okay. Huh? Number one thing is to let God know. To let God know. To let God know. And he says, I prayed before the God of heaven. And he prayed that prayer. And then, um, by chapter 2, by the end of chapter 1, he says, now give me favor with the king. Before I go to the king and build the wall, give me favor. He prays and fasts that God would give him favor as he decided to design a way forward. Before I start this business, I need you. Because I know the business is not won by connections. The business is not won by strategies. Not because I run a successful business that I can run this. I need your favor. Give me favor with this man. Verse 11, O Lord, I beseech you, let now your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name and prosper, I pray, your servant this day and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was a king's cupbearer. And he goes. He goes to the king, and after he goes to the king, uh, the king, verse 4, the king says, What is your request? What is your request? 
the king has asked, what do you need from me? The next verse, the Bible says, and so I prayed to the God of heaven. The king has allowed him to come. The king has asked him, what is your request? And he said, and so he prayed to the God of heaven. Instead of answering the king, instead of saying what was going on, he decided to turn his face toward God while the question of the king was still hanging in the air. And so Nehemiah prayed. And then I said to the king, if it please the king and your servant, send me to go and rebuild the wall. And so he went to rebuild the wall. And then over and over again, the book of Nehemiah, you will see Nehemiah prayed. When the people came against him, Nehemiah prayed. When the people doubted that God had sent him, Nehemiah prayed. When people started saying the wall will come down, when they started attacking him, Nehemiah prayed. When he was bringing the people of God to God himself, Nehemiah prayed. The lowest level of victory, the lowest level of victory is found in prayer. And the Bible says that the prayer of a righteous man availed much power. James 5.16 And the people who did great things in the Bible were men and women who prayed. Esther was not chosen because she was cute. She was not chosen because she was tall. The Bible says she told them let us fast and pray. She was a woman of prayer. Elijah did not just have an anointing. He was a man who prayed. Elisha was a man who prayed. Jesus did not just do it because he was a son of God. He was a man of prayer. Paul was a man of prayer. These were people Job prayed. In fact, at some point, God says, if you send Job and Samuel, I will not hear you. God recognized that there were people who are intercessors. Jacob prayed. The Bible says he became a prince of intercession because he struggled with men and he struggled with God. And he, he overcame. He prevailed against men and against God. It is in prayer that we have authority to prevail against God. It is in prayer that men change even the mind of God. Let me say that again. In prayer, men even change the mind of God. The Bible says God told Moses, get out of them, let me destroy them. And Moses said, for 40 days and 40 nights, I put my face on the ground, I did not eat, I did not drink. And I asked God, that he would save you and he did not destroy you. Mm -hmm. Moses changed God's mind. Not because he was Moses. Not because he had the title of apostle. Not because he, was, he, was, he, he had the title of a prophet. But because the man prayed. And Moses knew so much the power of prayer that when God told him you're going to die, he went to pray. And God said, don't pray. 
He said, don't pray. I have decided. And Moses still wanted to pray because he knew the power he had in prayer. I was sharing with my wife the other day something my dad used to say that because we are seven, we were seven, we are eight now. You know, my family, children, he would say, we had an associate pastor who had two kids. He would say, when he starts praying in the morning, before he finishes, when he finishes his prayer, I am just getting started. Because when he prays for his last bond, I'm only praying for my second bond and I have six more to go. The idea is this, I have many, many children to cover in prayer. And so when he's praying 15 minutes, I have just started, I have one hour to go. Because if he is putting 15, five minutes for every child, then I have to multiply that by seven. I have to cover each and every one of them with prayer. And reverend, raising nine, seven kids is no joke. When they are scattered in all high schools, everywhere in every part of the country, and then they start moving to other parts of the world. But then if God trusts you with the seven, mm. he must know that you have grace to pray for seven. Mm. Say amen. amen. And if God is trusting you with the seven businesses, then he knows you have the capacity to pray for seven businesses. Before you go to do business, you must actually do it in the, in the secret. Your victory at that job, your victory with that boss, your victory in those promotions must be secured in the secret. The problem is, we get so busy with the Joshua, we cut off the time for Moses. We get so busy in the public, we have no time in the secret. And so we go down the valley without the authority and the power of prayer, and we lose our battles. In the book of Joshua, Chapter 6 and chapter 7, the Bible says how they, over, they overthrew Jericho. And they were so happy and all of that. Then the next, the next chapter, the Bible says there was another small city called Ai. And they came to them dressed up in old clothes with old bread and broke, uh, uh, broke, broke down shoes. And they came and said, we are from a far country. Could you make a treaty with us? You know those connections you feel like God is giving you. And all of a sudden this person comes and you're on the same stage or you're in the same restaurant and they tell you, wow, I've been looking for an African to partner with the business. And the Bible records this. They did not seek the wisdom of God. They did not check what God wanted. And so they made a treaty. The next chapter, AI was attacked. But because they made a, 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 an illegal treaty and merger with them. Joshua, you remember where the Bible says that Joshua stopped the sun? Mm -hmm. He was not stopping the sun for himself. He was stopping the sun for AI because he got into a place where he didn't pray. There are battles we are fighting today. Eh? The fasting we are doing today has nothing to do with what God has given us. But because we got ourselves into covenants that we had no business being in, we never asked God whether we should be in that covenant. And now we are fighting battles that are actually illegal. 
in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. So the question is, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this a person I'm supposed to be hanging out with? Is this a person I'm supposed to be doing business with? Is this a person I'm supposed to be hiring? The secret place. Before Jesus chose the twelve, the book of Luke records, he spent the whole night in prayer. Then he came and he said, you, 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 you are my disciples. By the way, he had called a lot of them. They were all gathered waiting for him in the morning. When he came, he chose the twelve. He had called many of them. But when he came, he chose twelve. Out of all the ones that he had called, many are called, few are chosen. But he knew he could not do such an important task out of his flesh. They fought a whole battle. And the Bible says they were actually overrun by air. They were overrun by a small city. Because they did not check with God. There is nothing as dangerous as a prayerless believer. Because you've already declared the battle to the devil. And then you sleep. I mean, I'm okay with an unbeliever who doesn't pray. But a Christian, you're already the, the devil's enemy. So, like, he doesn't like you to begin with. He wants to fight you anyway. And then you sleep. talks about Job that he would wake up early in the morning and give sacrifices to God and pray and intercede for his children lest they even sin against God in their hearts. So much so that when the Bible, the book of Job is being closed, the Bible says, and God told his friends, Job's friends, go and tell Job to pray for you. This is how much people of prayer have power. Abraham sins by saying this is not my wife. You know, <laughs> he has a problem of marrying a very beautiful wife. And every place he goes, I don't know if he was beautiful or just Abraham decided that his wife was so beautiful. You know, sometimes we have a very high opinion of ourselves. <laughs> so Abraham decides, everybody wants my wife. And you know, as a man believes, so he is. So he believes everybody wants his wife. And sure enough, wherever he goes, the kings would want his wife. And you say, take her, she's my sister. <laughs> but Abraham was a man of prayer. So what he would do, even though he would lie, he would still go back and pray. <laughs> and pray against these guys. So what would happen is God would start punishing them to the point he says, you are a dead man. You and your house and everyone. Abimelech, he is told you are going to die. The one who is in your house, that is that man's wife. And you are going to die in fact, the Bible says, you will surely die if you do not go and ask him to pray for you. The same liar. <laughs> this, he is known in heaven as a man of prayer that God tells a guy who did not do the sin because he took the sister. He says, if he doesn't pray for you, you are dead. There's a time Pastor Eric was having uh, an argument with someone in church. Then he came and said, you know, last night, 
I realized something. I'm fighting this person, but this person prays. And I realize I can't win. <laughs> as long as they are prayerful, they are praying more than me, I will never win. And so I am here for you to pray for me so I can stop this. Because I realized this is not something I can win. Brethren, huh? you know, you don't have to be a saved to pray. That's a funny thing. This level of prayer, the level of prayer, you just need to be a prayerful person. Huh? In fact, Peter is sent by an angel, told by Gabriel, go to uh, Cornelius' house. Because he does not know me, but he prays and he gives. He prays. You don't have to be saved to pray or give. You can be prayerful, and still, you are not even saved. He said, Go to that guy. We know him in heaven. Amen. We know him in heaven. He prays and he gives. Go speak to him, and he shall be saved and be filled with the Holy Spirit. The prayers of Cornelius, the Bible says, they have come before me as a memorial. God honors men and women who pray. God honors men and women who pray. Jacob was a liar. A con man. He, I mean, he was crazy. He would lie there when he didn't have to. But the Bible calls him the prince of intercession. He says, for you have struggled with the men and God, and you have prevailed. Mm -hmm. When God wanted to destroy Israel, the Bible says, Samuel said, and far be it for me to sin against the Lord by not praying for you. Mm -hmm. I will continue to pray for you. And then, God comes and says, I've changed my mind about Saul. Stop praying. God knew he would not do anything against Saul as long as Samuel was praying. The only way for God to destroy Saul was to stop the covering of prayer. Praise the Lord. There are things and places that no devil can touch, not even God himself, because there are men and women who pray. Brethren, Abraham prayed and he told God, will you destroy Sodom if there is 50? God said, I can't do that. Will you destroy Sodom if there is 30? He says, I can't do that. And I, when you read that story, the Bible says, and Abraham arrested God. God was on his way. Abraham arrested God. And he said, allow me to arrest you and keep you here for one more time. Will you kill them if there is 20? Because I can't do that. Will you kill them if there is 10? And then Abraham got tired. He said, well, the whole city and they don't even have 10? Well, you go ahead. <laughs> what if Abraham had gone? And said, what if there is 5? We should pray now. I know there was more. 
there was an instruction from the Lord. At some point, stop it and just pray for news. Ms. Vera stays I did not even know you guys were here, but God spoke about you. Although it was the last time. Let's let's turn. If you have a need, come. If you have a need, come. Let's pray for you.
lion of Judah rose against your enemies. They shall be scarlet in seven directions in the name of Jesus. The day that you see today, you will never see them again. Because of the one who fights your battles, because of the one who upholds you by the mighty arm. The precious name Jesus.
victory. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So do you want to finish? Or do we do that next week? Finish. Eh? We finish? Alright. Prayer and holiness. Holiness. The Bible says in Hebrews, lifting up your holy hands. Lifting up your holy hands. The prayer of a righteous man availed much power. The next classification of victory is holiness. Lifting up your holy hands. Um, Hebrews 13. Lifting up your holy hands without dispute in your hearts. Holiness. The Bible says that Moses lifted up his hands. He was lifting up his holy hands. There is prayer. The next level is righteousness and holiness. There is no shortcut with this. Our ways must be pure. The Bible says to the pure you show yourself pure. To the holy you show yourself holy. To the crooked you show yourself shrewd. crooked you show yourself shrewd and so we must desire and pursue to live a holy life the bible says if my people were called by my name shall humble themselves and pray number one pray and turn away from their wicked ways so the first level is pray the next level is turn away from their wicked ways Amen. Amen. There must be a desire to be pure in our ways, to be pure in our talk, to be pure in our conduct. I know we don't like much to be told about holiness because we feel like we are being judged and all of that. Uh, but the Bible says the wicked run when no one is chasing them. And so the reason people don't like the word of holiness is because they know their ways. Otherwise, if you are in the light, you will not mind much. And so, let us desire to walk holy, that the things that are pure, the things that are of good report, and all of those, we put our minds and our hearts on those. Sometimes purity is just deciding what you're going to allow into your life. What you're going to allow into your life. You notice how one video on WhatsApp can mess up your whole day. Yeah? Just mess up. Sometimes even your week or your month. Someone sent you a video and it just messes with you. Or you scroll down Facebook and then you are mad the whole day. Or you watch CNN. All of a sudden, you are, you are depressed. The whole world is going to hell. They were told to be holy, to set themselves apart. So they would hear more what he was saying than what the world was saying. And the last one, the last one is unity. Jesus and the people who he prayed with, you will not win. There is, there is levels of victory. You cannot go by yourself. 
no matter how anointed, how powerful you are, there are places you will not go unless you are able to hold hands with your wife, unless you are able to hold hands with a prayer partner, unless you are able to become one. Jesus tells the disciples, will you wait with me for one hour? Will you wait with me for one hour? When it comes to unity, when men said they will build a wall, God himself, he said these people cannot be stopped. God was threatened by people who were united. God said they, nobody can stop them as long as they are one. No one can stop them. Psalms 133, the Bible says, Behold how beautiful it is when brethren come together in unity. Because their God commands a blessing. Their God commands a blessing. And so the enemy will fight tooth and nail. That's how it goes, yeah? <laughs> tooth and nail. Uh, you know, he will fight whichever way he can to make sure you do not come together. Whether it's your husband or your wife, whether it's with your brethren, the enemy will fight because he knows the power in unity. In fact, you go through all revivals in history, all revivals, you will find where the enemy messed up people was in those three areas. Either they stopped praying, or there was a scandal, or they fought among themselves. That's how the devil operates over and over again. If he can cause you not to be one, if he can cause you to walk in wickedness, if he can cause you to stop praying, there's overcome. And Jesus says where two or three are gathered. In fact, that two or three was not really about prayer or it was not really about church. He was saying, if we say, Pastor Isitia, we are casting you out of this church. When we come together, two or three, and agree, Pastor Isitia is gone. In fact, when they would do that, that person would die. Because in kicking him out, they would be killing his body to save the soul. And so they would say, this person, Jesus, in Luke 18, was talking about church discipline. He says, go talk to him, one. If he doesn't listen, go to your people. If they don't listen, bring them to the elders. If they don't listen, bring them to the church and say, from now on, we are not fellowship with you. And let them go. When they go out of the fellowship of brethren, then they are destroyed by the enemy. Do you know how many people are being harassed today because two or three are not gathered in one accord? Because churches are just an amalgam of people, but not families, where people can say, we stop this demon. There's this harassing families in the name of Jesus, and he does that. And so my prayer is even for us as a family, we get to the place where we can stand and say, we declare this, it will not happen. You see, People keep saying, well, you see how uh, the Jews do. All the Jews, they stand and say, this is what we want in the, in, in the White House. Or the Hispanics, they stand and say, this is what we are uh, demanding. Brethren, they do that in the physical. If we do that in the spirit, those things happen. When the church stands, 
and says from today, we declare, you don't have to go protesting with, with things saying we don't uh, accept you know, homosexual marriage. Mm. We can stand as a church mm. and say, not here, not now, not in our schools, not in our generation. Because we have authority when two shall agree touching anything. Mm. It shall happen in heaven mm. and it shall be done on earth. If they do not forgive, Jesus said, if you don't forgive anyone, you will not be forgiven in heaven. They are bound when two touch and agree. There are places you will not be able to break through until you hold the hand of a brother and say, please let's pray. Pray for my family. Let's pray together. Let's fast on this day. Let's hold hands. Pray, watch with me for one hour. Amen. Amen. Prayer, holiness, and then unity and fellowship. And so when the enemy wants to destroy you, the easiest way to do is either he stops you from praying, or he messes you up, he lies to you, and you fall into sin, or he causes you to start fighting the very people who stood with you. And in that, he does what the the uh, the colony colonial people say: divide and divide and conquer. The Lord bless you in doing good. The Lord strengthen you in your life. And when you call, may He hear your voice and answer your prayer. And may you desire nothing in this world but His presence, because when you have His presence, you shall have influence in the world. And may you realize the value of the secret life. Mm. That you may go to the closet and close yourself mm. and call upon your father who hears in secret mm. that he may bless you and make known your name in public. Mm. That you will not need to promote yourself, you no need to advertise yourself, you no need to fight for yourself. Mm. Because you shall have dwelt in the secret place of the Most High mm. and you shall abide under the shadow mm. of the Almighty. That you shall go from victory to victory. Mm. You shall go from strength to strength. Mm. Because you shall learn the beauty of holiness mm. and the secret of a righteous life. Mm. And you shall learn the beauty of unity and fellowship with the brethren. Mm. That you shall honor your brothers. Mm. You shall honor your sisters and the fellowship God has given you. Mm. That you may overcome. Because one shall chase 1,000. Mm. And two shall put to flight mm. 10,000. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. Amen. 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 Let's
it does crown you're my 